it's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the Cheesecake Crusader, a.k.a. the 190-time social distancing champion, a.k.a. the nigga little master. <laughs> Bring you yet another episode of Switches Sites. Episode 76 to be exact. Um, this is my gaming podcast where I talk about just that. Um, today's date is October 8th, 2020. World is still in shambles. Had some of these debates going that I honestly didn't really care for, but you know, the world's just going to be horrible. They're going to try to... <laughs> kidnap the governor of Michigan, my old, my hometown. It's crazy out here, man. It's ridiculous. Stop it. Stop. Get help. Get some help. Stop it. Just stop. No Michael Jordan commercial. Um, yeah, outside of the world, still being in shambles, of course. Um, it's actually some pretty interesting details <clears throat> regarding the PS5 came out th- this week, uh, as well as some other various things. Take my sip. Drinking my water. So... Without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> Corona. First, um, a lot of uh details regarding the PS5 came out this week. Um, the first, I guess, tidbit was um, I guess there was an event f- in Japan specifically for a lot of Japanese YouTubers. I guess presumably a, a collaboration with YouTube gaming and um, Sony where they had like, I guess a, a enclosed location where a lot of um, big YouTubers came to test out um, and, you know, get their hands on the PS five <coughs> in person. So that's exactly what happened. Um, so it was pretty, uh, pretty insightful. Um, it's just, just seeing it now, at least in comparison or contrast with actual real people and outside of, you know, um, you know, the commercials and promos where it's like hard to get a concept of scale. It seems like the size just feels very, I guess, generally big, but fairly subjective at the same time where it seems like, yeah, it is big, but it depends. I don't know. It's really, it's, uh, I know it's vague, but it's hard to really describe. It's definitely big, definitely bigger than the PS4, but it's still hard to put your finger on the scale of it in general. I guess just the design kind of alludes to it being just very, 
I'm making up words. Sizually, <laughs> sizually uh, subjective. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be big. I guess it's just a thing where you're just going to have to get an idea of how it actually is going to fit. Um, or you won't get in the concept of how it's actually going to be until it's in your home, you know? So I did all the preparation in advance to make room for it, but I don't even think that's going to be enough, but <clears throat> it may just skate by Who knows. Um, so yeah. Uh, but at least from the impressions and stuff, uh, folks, I mean, seemed pretty, I mean, I guess it wasn't anything necessarily negative, only, uh, specifically for Japan people, which is pretty understandable, which is, um, the button, uh, the buttons are now permanently going to be switched. So if you were, if, if you're in Japan, uh, for those that maybe don't know in Japan, um, confirm, which is circle for them and, um, X, the X button is back, which for us is circle. (laughs) So basically X and O is flipped for people in Japan compared to us. So now with the release of the PS five, they said that it's all going to be one consistent, um, button mapping, uh, in regards to that. So, um, so pretty much it, it, it just sucks. Just thinking like if the roles were reversed and like we had to conform to Japan's control, uh, controls where circle was confirmed the X is cancel where we would have to adjust from, um, X being confirmed and circle being canceled, which, um, just having that sense of empathy as well as, you know, my share of a Japanese, like I had to have a Japanese Vita where I have that struggle as well. So that's, that's pretty sucky. Um, in general, you think they would give at least an option like like the current PS4 firmware has where you can actually modify the button mappings. Um, but that's I think that's messed up, especially, you know, for peop for for Japanese folks that have been accustomed to that for years, ages even. Um now having to kind of conform and reprogram their muscle memory to, you know, X is confirmed, circle is canceled, which I think sucks. I mean, even as somebody who's not, <laughs> not, uh, in Japan or, you know, I've been closely playing the Japan, Japan versions of the consoles, but outside of like, you know, my fair share of Japanese imported games, but it's like, it's obviously understandable because, um, with that comes the different, uh, button mappings where, you know, you had to do a little bit of, uh, muscle relearning. Um, but I guess the bigger concern I have is that specifically for PS4, PS4 backwards compatibility, how that actually is going to work because I, I'm pretty certain some Japanese titles, let's say if you import it, to a USPS4, 
uh, the button mappings will still default to Japanese default settings, if that makes sense. So let's say for in Japan, Yakuza, a Yakuza game is, you know, circle to confirm and X to go back or um, negative. Um, When you're playing the game, it would be that even though from the user interface standpoint, it actually is um, native to your region. So hopefully they made some way to circumvent that or remedy that, or maybe some small last update that might remedy it. But I could see that being annoying as issue, at least for somebody who had an imported uh, Vita where I played US. I basically had a, uh, a U, a Japanese Vita and played US games on the Japanese Vita which caused a lot of issues. So the first thing was that basically the by default, there was no way to change it to my understanding. Cause I don't even think the button mapping update came out for the Vita only the PS4. But, um, so yeah, basically the menu would be, you know, Japanese native. So circle to confirm X to deny, but, if you were to go into uh, a U.S. game, everything would be default back to U.S. region where X is, uh, you know, confirmed circles deny. So you could see the just confusion that 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 starts as well as when you're when you are um like saving for some games when you save it resorts to the um uh the system ui as well so in that case you could go want to go to save and then you get out the menu and then have to go back and like oh crap okay so now like on the fly you have to reprogram your memory yet again to try and do it which is just all around a pain in the ass so I'd say at least as long as they, you know, iron that out or, or that actually is sound when uh backwards compatible PS4 titles come to the PS5 or, you know, are patched or whatever, then I could give a little bit of leeway, but that's at least a big, huge oversight I could potentially see that could be a huge issue for a lot of Japanese players. Um, but it's kind of messed up. It seems like a simple firmware update, especially coming from PS4 that, um, implemented that, in a, um, a future update. It was a while ago, but still. So enough about my rant about an issue, I guess, technically that wouldn't be affecting me, but I, I, I would, I would be pretty certain a lot of. Japanese fans of PlayStation would be a little bit upset about that. Uh, I would, if I was in that position and they, I would have to conform a bit. It'd be a bit annoying, but you know, I'd acclimate, but I guess that's uh, essentially what it is that, you know, just the thing after time, people will conform and adjust. So who knows? Maybe some people might get crafty, creative, might make a custom, PlayStation five controller that is 
they actually literally swap the controller buttons where then that'd be too weird because then uh, I guess it could work. I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, uh, next tidbit of news. It's like actually a big trail of of news this whole week that dropped, which is impressive, especially for PlayStation. But I mean, what we're like pretty much a month away uh, away from the launch. So it makes sense that now out of all times, they're starting to come out with stuff. So um, now, well, I guess this was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Sony out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was necessarily expecting it. Cause, um, yeah, but basically I think the senior president of engineering for Sony, who obviously, um, uh, helped develop and, um, manufacture the design of the console actually did a full blown, I guess not full blown tear down of the console, but a pretty decent tear down to at least get you a good concept of what's all inside the console. Um, which I think it feels unusual for Sony. I don't, I can't recall like Sony doing their own teardowns of previous consoles. Like, I don't even think they did like one for PS4. I'd, I'd, I'd assume they just leave it to like the YouTubers that generally do it. Um, you know, just out of our natural curiosity of what's, what makes, what makes this thing tick essentially, but at least from what they show, it's a lot of pretty solid foundation, a lot of creativity and ingenuity, of course, uh, that went into it. Uh, just to touch on some of the highlights, probably, I think the most notable one is liquid metal. Apparently that's been a thing in the PC modding game and things like that, where it's, uh, pretty much, a a pretty strong choice in regards to um, going an extra mile of cooling, if done correctly, where actually you get more out of liquid metal than um, general um, thermal paste, uh, which that was that's kind that was kind of news to me. Actually, it uh, encouraged me to do some research on it, and that's at least the gist of what I got from liquid metal is that it's uh could be a disaster if it's uh misplaced or you know gets out of where it's intended to be location wise but as long as it's uh in place it definitely provides a substantial um increased amount of cooling to the cpu of the console pc whatever so that's good to hear and now it seems like they have a uh, some countermeasures in place in case things go haywire where the liquid metal is encased by what looks like a, some foam, plastic foam, or I guess general foam, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I guess one other standout was, I guess not thinking about it too much, but the creativity and ingenuity of the stand as well. Um, I guess some people may see it negatively as like, Oh man, this, this thing needs a stand to actually, you know, be level or what have you. But I mean, considering the bold direction they, they're, they're going, I, I don't have an issue with it, but generally 
you essentially would have to unscrew the stand, which even though some people are maybe not into, but at the same time, just thinking of it from, from an ingenuity standpoint, it would enforce you to ensure that the stand sticks with the console and you don't lose like the screws or anything attached to it. Obviously you can still lose it regardless, but I think that definitely by itself decreases the likelihood of you losing the screw for the, for the PS five. Curious if what, what a protocol or countermeasures there's, they're going to have for the inevitable people that will lose the screw uh, to it. But the design looks pretty cool. So like if it's in vertical mode, you basically detach it, uh, unscrew the screw from the bottom. And then there's a compartment on the stand that you can place the screw in and then slide it to, I guess, lock it in, in place and like its own little case. And then you could, uh, put the stand, um, on some grooves on the back that are pretty, I guess, pointed out. And from there you're now in horizontal mode, which is, it's cool. I respect it. I, I, it is a, the design is generally a bit bold for my taste, but I mean, I could, it's a console. I think, I think with any console where you're initially taken back and like apprehensive about within due time, especially after, I guess, <laughs> spending time and what <laughs> growing attachment to it, it to some extent, you are eventually just going to get used to it and accustomed to the look. So, um, I do credit PlayStation for, you know, as, as bold and, and, and as bold, really as bold as they are, uh, being, being just that to kind of somewhat push the envelope. Um, so yeah, another standout, uh, feature was straight up expandable storage, which is pretty dope. So unlike the PS4, uh, with the PS5, you can actually expand on the already established storage. So the what 800 something gigabytes you'll have at launch, um, you'll be able to add on top of that instead of having to swap out the, um, swap out the, uh, hard drive, which you technically can't cause, uh, how they have it engineered, at least from the tear down, it's like ingrained in the motherboard essentially. Um, so you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, re-download the OS, reinstalling and all that stuff, which is, that's, I think that's a pretty, I think that's a good compromise. I mean, you're kind of more than likely SOL if the hard drive goes out, but I don't really see that happening in the, at least the lifetime of the console that you'll have it. Um, so I think that's totally fine, but yeah, uh, basically, technically you could, the, the base supports pretty much anything NVMe, uh, M.2, um, with, I'm pretty sure the, um, requirement having the hard drive having to be 4.0, um, PCIe 4.0. So. Uh, it seemed to accommodate all various sizes. So you can have the long version or the shorter versions. Uh, it pretty much seems like it will accommodate everything, but I guess it's, 
it's safe to be a bit apprehensive until we actually find out what the Sony's official list of supported supported hard drives will be basically. So we technically don't have that yet. I know we Samsung either Sony or Samsung said that this drive will be supported. One of their one of uh, their latest drive that came out will be supported. And I think um Western Digital just today recently revealed details in t- in terms of that compatibility as well as the Series X also. So um and then probably I'd say probably most likely the most um anticipated feature I'm looking forward to just out of curiosity is that from the teardown it seems like you can actually take off the flaps pretty easily. So instantly what I thought after seeing it is like, oh yeah, I was like, we're about to see a hell of a lot of third party um um developers make just those design make various crazy different designs for you to, you know, swap out the face plates and, you know, get crazy and real really customize the PS5 to your own liking, which I think is pretty dope. Definitely, definitely harks back to the uh, Xbox Xbox 360 with the uh, customizable face face plates, which uh, I think it's it's pretty dope overall. So I'm definitely looking forward to, at the very least, uh, third party um, developers like making custom faced. Um, I don't even know what you call it. I guess I guess essentially face plates. Um, and it's crazy. It feels like the faceplates actually make up a lot of the girth of the console, at least from a length standpoint. Because when you take those off, it seems like the console is actually way more smaller um, when you don't factor those those in. So um, very curious to see how creative people are going to get with some of the designs and how how cool they are and how much I would really want one, especially, um, which I've heard, <laughs> heard of, um, I guess the possibility of customized or like what's going to happen with like, let's say limited edition consoles, like let's see 100 million celebration console, like the 500 million PS4. Um, if they're, if that warrants a whole new design or will they just sell you the face place instead, which I'd be cool with either actually, uh, preferably the face place. Cause it's like, yeah, it's, it's not much to improve on then just keep it like that, you know? So. We'll see, but uh, definitely a lot of potential for a lot of customization, which I'm all for, you know, making making something more your own. I am all all for that. You know, it's like, hey, we got the same PS4. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, this guess, man, I accidentally got yours now. (laughs) I doubt that would ever happen, but, you know, being real extreme, but, you know, things can happen. 
Let's not let's not throw everything off the table, you know. And with this train of PlayStation news, uh, in the wake of the new console, also, uh, they have announced that there's actually going to be a new the PSN trophy leveling is going to be changing from the looks of it pretty drastically. Cause I think from what it was before it was, um, generally, um, I guess, a 100 digit type system where you go from one to 100, I think 100 was the max, but now it seems to be more granular, uh, from the looks of it. I forgot the conversion. I've yet to check the conversion. I think an update came is coming out today. Uh, either that or I did not pay attention, but so bronze is one to one ninety nine. I mean, one two ninety nine, which I think from the old trophy system, it was one to one hundred. I think a hundred being a max. Um, but now it's uh, one to ninety nine bronze 100 to 199 um and then 200 to 299 all those are in the bronze tier which each one uh you know having a more fancy um icon and then basically it's a bronze silver gold platinum platinum is 999 so for all you platinum trophy enthusiasts your luck Cause you're going to look that much greater that much greater. Going to be able to show this to your to potential girlfriends. And they're going to be like, Oh my God. Like, Oh my, <laughs> uh, let me, <laughs> let me bring back the, bring back the voice out of retirement. Uh, it's been so long. I forgot which ones were, which, Ugh. Ugh. Uh, uh, no. 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 That's that's exactly what's gonna. Ah, uh, that's exactly what's gonna. <laughs> right, Wolfie. <laughs> Immediately, it's like, hey, girl, you you don't even gotta you don't even gotta spit traditional game. You just like, hey, girl, I just uh, I got um. I got that platinum score level 999. So, uh, what you trying to do? Immediately, immediately, right then and there. Doesn't even matter, environment. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> just the thought of that in my head is just killing me right now. <laughs> Uh, jokes aside, um, it's pretty cool just to be more granular, kind of like, um, Xbox's, uh, system of, uh, achievements and stuff. So 
it's uh it's pretty tight. I'm a fan, even though I don't. I mean, here's my philosophy about like achievements, trophies. If if it's a game I really like and thoroughly enjoyed, uh, I more than likely will try to get all the achievements for them. Uh, if it's like a game I played thoroughly, like that was fun. And I'm like, Oh, only got like three, uh, achievements left and they're somewhat doable. Then I'll probably, I'll probably, you know, get a little incentive in and play and get them that way. Um, any other scenario I generally don't, but I mean, sometimes I'll take a glance after playing for a couple hours, see maybe what are the achievements I could get preemptively or, you know, uh, skip ahead and not like miss, uh, get ahead of some of the missable achievements and stuff like that. But I, outside of that, I don't really hardcore going to them. Like I used to like back in high school, I used to really, I was like hardcore achievement hunting. Well, but then at the same time, it's like, you didn't have that many games or you couldn't get that many games, you know, financially. So now it's just the other issue. Now so many games, it's hard to, uh, juggle, but I think it's definitely a great solution to re replayability if you enjoy the game as well. And also in some teach you about some aspects of the games you may have otherwise not explored, which that's definitely why I think uh, trophies achievements will always have a, a place in the gaming space. Was that a rhyme? No, I said the same word twice. It's going to pretend that, uh, pretend that didn't happen. I'm not a rapper though, literally. Uh, and probably in the, I guess somewhat bittersweet news, <laughs> still keeping that, PlayStation train going choo choo. Um, Sony did also announce that they're going to have a new web mobile, uh, PlayStation store later this month. The exact date is damn. It's, uh, the 19th of October this month. So this will basically remove PS3 Vita and PSP games from the web store. So that doesn't mean that you can no longer buy PS3 Vita PSP games. You can only buy them from their respective web store. So if you want PS3 games, you have to go to the PS3 store and buy them, which I mean, it's, I'm, I'm totally understand it. It's fair. I get it. It's just a pain in the ass. Last time I remember going to PS3 store itself, uh, the online component was way faster and with PS3, you could queue, you could queue downloads in the same manner as PS4 as well, which overall it was, it's a better experience just buying or redownloading from the web store versus the PlayStation store. But at the same time, I get it is, is either this or the, the, the games not being in the store at all, or not being able to access the store at all definitely take this any day. So, um, I think I'm pretty sure you can also buy Vita and PSP games from the PS3 web store, which may be your better option. I think considering the, at least the PSV for sure, in terms of the 
I know now the PSP's like Wi-Fi security is very ancient and probably not compatible with a lot of systems. And I think in turn, because of the security that uh, caps the speeds at which you can like download and stuff like that. So I think as long as you have a PS3, you should be okay. Uh, Vita as well. I think Vita's store is pretty decent, uh, if I remember. So kind of sucks, but uh, hey, I definitely it definitely beats having to um having no store at all. Um, and hey, if it makes the PS5 slash PS4 store more robust, all for it. Um, <laughs> PS Vita is just getting. <laughs> Keeps that nail keeps getting <laughs> keeps getting solidified further and further down. Um, shouts out to the Vita though, man. That's a hugely underrated console, I'd say. Very underrated. Anywho, that covers the onslaught of PlayStation Five related news this week. Uh, moving on. To a little bit of the PC Master Race stuff. Um, AMD Ryzen. <laughs> AMD Ryzen. <laughs> That's funny, but AMD kind of did Ryzen with their least um, impressive showing uh, earlier today um, where they revealed a lot of stuff. I think mainly the CPU, uh, new line of CPU, uh, CPUs. I wanted to say CPU something, but new line of CPUs, um, the R9 or no, I think these are all, yeah, I guess these are all CPUs. So the R5, 5, 600X, um, I think R7, 5, 5800X, R9, 5900X, R9, Five nine fifty X. I believe six core, eight core, twelve core, sixteen core. Um, but they definitely were, you know, boasting about the uh, gaming performance uh, in terms of the improvement when it comes to games and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you could if Nvidia's Nvidia shown was any indication. Uh, huge grain of salt until, you know, we see like actual tech reviewers actually show some actual real world performance of uh, realistic games and not like predetermined games they have that, you know, um, they may have optimized specifically for those games and versus not others. So, but from what they are saying, it does look pretty promising, uh, especially when you incorporate the, um, new motherboards and then with the gen four PCIe, all that kind of coming together with the new graphics cards, then that seems like it's going to be pretty promising, but you know, as somebody who's mainly been with Intel in terms of the CPU space, it's, um, it's going to be hard for me to potentially jump ship if, if it's worth it, I don't know. Generally, I know the the rule of thumb is you always get more bang for your buck with AMD, but I don't know. I just feel like 
Intel was never let me down, so why stop? But maybe may have to if if the prospects are uh interesting enough. Propelling enough. Compelling enough. Um so we'll see. I'm not I mean at the same time as well, I'm not a huge PC gamer. Um I'm sorry I exposed myself. Let me just throw in my uh throw in my gamer card right now, but I, I dabble here and there with emulators and some some uh occasional games, so yeah, no. We'll see. We shall see. Definitely just gonna wait to get some specs, see what's recommended, what's the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the cheese of the pleat. I don't I'm sorry, I don't know where I was going to that. But anywho, new AMD Ryzen's on the way. I think in November is when pretty much the whole line releases. I believe. Yeah, I think they said like November 5th ish or something like that. So, hey, if you're on a fence. Well, stay on the fence because <laughs> ain't, ain't no cards available right now. Ain't no cards, B. Um, specifically with uh, NVIDIA cards, just a travesty of shortages and that and whatnot. Guys got some bots running right now in the hopes to try to get one. But I, I, I just we don't know. You know? Moving on. Uh, Mortal Kombat out the woodwork came out of nowhere with combat pack two reveal trailer, which is kind of confusing. Actually, the more I think about it now, because I thought Mortal Kombat 11 already had a combat pack two and three. So I guess maybe because it's Mortal Kombat 11 ultimate, that changes the dynamics, I think. Either way, um, Mortal Kombat Pack 2 for Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate um, had a reveal trailer, and I think they revealed a lot of fan favorites. I think the biggest one, uh, Melina, which I think <laughs> has been kind of toxic. Uh, uh, the of the fans that want Melina, uh, at least, you know, from what I I was uh, seeing from, uh, some, some YouTubers, some big MK YouTubers, like true underdog game and name a couple, um, was that, you know, uh, some of the Melina fans aren't coming at Ed Boon the most polite way asking for Melina. So, Unfortunately, they got what they wanted. Um, you know, not not wishing just the fact that how they came at Ed Boone about it, which it seemed and felt very toxic. But either way, Melina is coming back. I'm curious what well, they called it combat pack to. Not sure if she will have a story like a lot of DLC packs, sometimes they're story-based, sometimes they aren't, but maybe with Mortal Kombat 11 also, they might be, might be closer to release. They might reveal that 
it's going to be another story expansion similar to Aftermath, MK11 Aftermath, which was actually pretty good. Um, so who knows? Maybe will will Melina get her revenge on Devora? Find out on the next episode of Mortal Kombat 11. So, um, and then <laughs> uh, they got Rain. So Rain is coming back. Um, I guess they're arranged. I mean, this is probably a testament to my, my, uh, familiar, not familiarity, but I guess familiar. Yeah. Familiarity with Mortal Kombat. Pretty versed with the lore and characters for the most part, but at least from a reception standpoint, I'm not too, too versed. I can, I can admit that. Um, but I guess apparently a lot of people ask for rain or maybe it's just, maybe it's a little give and take. Maybe he wasn't the most, most requested character, but Ed Boone thought it was a good choice. I don't know. But then again, I guess a lot of these characters were in MK 10. So I think it's probably easier to, you know, um, deviate off what was already established in MKX and kind of go that way. At least that's some, my theory. Cause Melina was in, yeah, she was in 10. Pretty sure she was in 10. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure because yeah, <laughs> otherwise a spoiler wouldn't happen, but you know, um, yeah. So then probably the most like, what the hell? And what the, what in the f- is going on? Um, freaking Rambo, <laughs> freaking Rambo is, uh, was the third DLC character they showed to end. And he is actually voiced by Sylvester Stallone. You definitely hear it. Sounds a bit older than, you know, obviously Rambo when it came out, but you know, Hey, Sylvester Stallone still. Um, Adrian, that's not, that's not Rambo, but you, you get it. You get it. You Adrian. That's my impression. It's, it's great. Eh? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Rambo fan myself. Let me just say that. I mean, I haven't really watched. I think I watched a little bit of the latest Rambo. I think the Rambo reboot or was it a reboot or actual sequel? I forgot, but either way I'm familiar with Rambo. Um, I guess I wasn't necessarily familiar that he was very gory in terms of his character in the movies. I don't, unless the last one was any indication because the last one I felt was really gory as hell. Um, so I mean, in, in that respect it's like, he definitely would fit right in with mortal Kombat. So we'll see. But uh, from what they show, they look look pretty cool. Um, is there like a MK character I'd really want that hasn't been in? I can think of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, probably yeah. Very, 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 very um minority here probably I think his name is Cobra Cobra's cool I thought he's kind of cool 
But I mean, they got my boy Jackson there, you know, they got my, got my boy, um, freaking, freaking Johnny Cage in there. They got, they got the ninjas in there. So, you know, I mean, that's all I need, but <laughs> actually push striker in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, just goofy as a goofy character. I found him entertaining, but I think outside of that, they did a, a pretty good job and, um, that's probably one big rec- uh, commendation I could definitely give to this game is that uh, I guess generally for the recent more comments for sure is that right behind smash. I think this definitely has a very great selection of uh, guest characters like characters. I don't think you've never really seen in a fighting game that um, I guess that's that's to be judged by the actual people that play the game more than I do. But I think it's, uh, they did a really good job, um, of, uh, the variety and, you know, uh, I guess demand of guest characters that maybe would never be in a fighting game, which is cool. You know, outside of smash, which is a lot of fan favorite characters of other IPs and stuff like that. So all in all, um, pretty dope. And I forgot, um, with this, they announced, um, some other details specifically, um, the cross play support Well, cross play, cross, cross play and cross gen play, uh, because, um, Mortal Kombat 11 ultimate will be coming to uh, PS five, Xbox series X with, you know, various bells and whistles improvements, uh, that obviously will make sense to the next generation. So pretty dope. I think some, I think they said it's a free upgrade. I think to some extent, I doubt they'll give you the free ultimate upgrade, but I think, uh, you know, if you got some of the DLC, actually that's a little muddy, but at least you'll for sure get to play the base game next gen. If you already bought it on PS4, which is pretty dope considering, you know, the very, um, I guess uneasiness of, (laughs) is it going to be a free upgrade or not? I feel like that should be a, that should be a, uh, be a show. Is it, is it, is it, is it going to be a free upgrade or not? Just, that should be a game show. <laughs> Find out if it, if it is or not. Um, cool stuff though. And in line with next gen upgrades, other interesting topic. Um, you know, that one pretty dope niche, yeah, niche is probably the best way to describe it. Niche game call for honor. Uh, hopefully you didn't forget about that. Cause that game is actually pretty good. I'm guilty myself. I've really played much of it, but I play it. I dabble here and there generally when, when my friends are playing, but, uh, overall it's pretty good. Um, actually announced free next gen upgrade for PS five, Xbox series X, uh, probably the big standout for for me personally, 60 FPS. I think that's pretty huge. Uh, going from 30 FPS on previous gen 
to 60 FPS. That's like, I feel like that literally changes a lot of the game um, off that alone, which uh, I think maybe to maybe more not as exposed gamers, I guess, casual gamers. And maybe that might not seem as big, but I mean, in terms of a lot of timing and combos and stuff like that, I think that's pretty damn huge. Um, so that's good to, good to see. Um, get the 60 FPS treatment. Uh, and then, you know, some other various, uh, you know, graphical improvements like lighting. What's the list? Uh, improve water reflections, improve distance level of detail, improve shadow resolution. Improved texture filtering, 4K resolution for Series X, PS5, 1080p for Series XS. So, pretty dope. Pretty damn dope. I I definitely have to give a big props to Ubisoft for continuing to support this game. Um, And I think in turn, I think players still stick with the game because of the continued support. And from at least my perception... Um, the the response to feedback that a lot of people, uh, a lot of players of the game do have, which I think that's it's pretty dope, pretty damn dope. Cause like, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a very unique game, especially like, uh, still having that uh documentary back in my head of how what it took to actually make this game. Um, I don't know. I think it's it feels like it's a game that's hard to replicate and fully overhaul to maybe warn another one, or maybe they're just like, you know, with the current times, uh, a game as a service is kind of maybe this, the, the sensible direction of this game to, you know, probably not, um, cut off the established player base and stuff like that. So I forgot that is a lot to consider considering how niche this game is and to not, you know, fragment players. Yeah. That's probably why they maybe stuck with. Yeah. So either way, it's very smart regardless, just, you know, which I think is a very interesting, like, I guess, um, what's the word? dilemma to have whether to deviate deviate to a whole new sequel which technically alienates the previous players or uh combine the player base or add new people to the existing player base and go that way yeah so yeah that makes a lot of sense now the more i think about it so overall it's great to see this game still thriving still getting the support it's getting and players still playing, uh, playing it as, as they should. I'm super guilty of not playing it as much as I, I should because it is a, it actually is a pretty fun game. Um, well, yeah, pretty, pretty happy to hear that. Pretty damn happy. I don't know if they gave us a date when it will come out. They said it's, yeah, well, it says the start of, Year four, season four. It'll be playable at CCA Place on all gen consoles, all next gen consoles for the beginning of, of 
of next season, year four, season four, early next December. So is it this December or next December? I think it's this December. Pretty dope either way. I mean, just to know it's in the in the pipeline, regardless. So cool stuff. Um, and yeah, and then like probably the most, I'd say unexpected news, really. Um, uh, you know, one of the, probably the most, yeah, I'd say probably my most favorite franchise. One of my most favorite franchises. Resident Evil, uh, reboot is in the works and it's gonna cast Claire, Jill, Chris, Wesker, Leon, and Birkin. So from just the cast alone, it seems to be pretty apparent that it's going to combine both, both Resident Evil one and two and make some pseudo I guess truncated story or maybe some deviation off the material. Um, yeah, let me just read this little description from, from, a deadline, a Constantin film has set in motion a new app abda- if I could, if I could talk a new adaptation to add to the ever-expanding Resident Evil movie franchise. Constantine and writer-director Johannes Roberts said Tuesday that have conceived an official origin story adaptation with the faithful ties to Capcom's classic survival horror games. The story is set in 1998 on a faithful night in Raccoon City. Starring in the roles of the iconic game characters will be Maze Runners, Hey, Skoldolario, Skoldolario, Claire Redfield, alongside Hannah, Joe Kamen, and Man of the Wasp. I remember her. She was the villain. Well, what do you call that archetype? They're like a villain, but ends up kind of being a good person. I feel like there's some term for it, but either way, that's who she was. Jill Valentine, Robbie Arnell, upload as Chris Redfield. I think he looks just, he's, he's a great cast for Chris Redfield. Uh, Tom Harper the Umbrella Academy as Albert Wesker. Avon Jogia, Zombieland Double Tap is Leon S. Kennedy. And Neil McDonald, Yellowstone is William Birkin. Interesting. Is Neil McDonald, he looks more like Wesker. Yeah, he would have made a, I think he would have made a better Wesker, but I could see him as William Birkin with the right props and makeup and hair. Um, who was going to be Albert Wesker? Um, um, I, I could see it. Okay. All right. I could see it. I could see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With the right makeup and hair, these could all work. Potentially. Um, I mean, the biggest relief to me is that fucking Paul W.S. obliterate every Capcom field film known to man Anderson and, you know, the 
the coincidental um coincidental um girlfriend that somehow keeps getting cast as the lead role as a non-canonical character uh is not involved so i mean i think that in of itself is a great start because uh just just really like six resident evil movies and then you have the same premise in monster hunter the same lead character in monster that's that's that kind of pisses me off thinking about it more now but whatever I digress um but yeah at least the casting seems pretty good at least from what we see or at least what we have right now it seems like the premise is way more in line with the Resident Evil material than any of those freaking horrible movies were so that's all of this at least is a good basis I think the one concern uh, that I heard is that uh, the producer um, that produced the previous Resident Evil movies will be involved in this, which is a bit concerning that we might go the same route, but hopefully with a different director, they they hopefully played at least played a Resident Evil game just to get get a better understanding of of a of a of a good Resident Evil movie because uh hopefully it's just not the not just uh not 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 at all over again please no so I'm looking forward to it of course mildly uh cautiously optimistic but uh the potential is there the cast uh seems pretty solid the somewhat plot or briefing um seems somewhat workable i'm a little iffy about how they're gonna blend resident evil one and two together considering canonically uh the timeline is they're pretty decently apart i think was it a year is it a year or three years I want to say three years. I could be wrong though, but I, it was a de- it's a decent amount of time between the two canonically. But I mean, if they could make it blend in a respectable, understandable fashion, I could be I, I could give it some leeway. I guess that's the I think that was my main issue with the Resident Evil, the original horrible Resident Evil movies, is that they. Yeah, they deviated too much from the original material. But, you know, I get it at the same time. You can't like, you know, word for word or, you know, plot for plot or, you know, character for character, whatever, be the exact same thing. I, I of course, understand that. But I think there is some liberty, some liberties you can take while still being true to the original material and being faithful the original material which i feel like the resident evil movies did not do they did like a couple you know references here and there some characters here and there but overall it's just poorly done and just showed a lack of i guess interest in the original material 
it, it felt like watching those movies, a fan watching those movies, the director was not a fan of the games at all, which I feel like that's something this movie would need to appease one, the fans of the games and two, you know, outside people that maybe, you know, are outside looking in that maybe have never played the game to, you know, kind of bridge the gap and give both people a unique perspective that both can like somewhat mutually agree on. Obviously everybody's not going to love this movie. Everybody's maybe not going to hate the movie. So, I mean, I get that, but I think there's still a good balance you can maintain to appease both sides when it comes to, I mean, even book adaptations and, you know, other various adaptations to movies. So we'll see. Obviously I'm not the best. (laughs) I'm not the most critical movie critic uh, in terms of generally not watching too many movies, unless it is (laughs) something I'm interested interested in like video games. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, of course, maybe I might not be the best critic, but at least I can have that, uh, fan angle of the series and, and stuff like that. So hopefully the director maybe becomes a fan over time, maybe doing some research and, uh, this movie knocks out the park ideally, but you know, the pessimism in me as well as, you know, the history track record of, video game movies, which, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is hugely to blame for, of course. Um, have me doubting otherwise. So cautiously optimistic, a lot of potential. We shall see. We shall see. I mean, at least, at least we have a reference point or at least the, the director has a reference point to how horrible and at least well-received the movies are, I guess. Unfortunately, the movies sell so stupid well, um, but hopefully we actually get a movie that's more critically, critically and, um, you know, um, financially well-received. So we shall see. We shall see. I really hope it's good. I really do. But, uh, I'm, I'm concerned very much. So very concerned. <sighs> it's good. They're rebooting it though. And fucking Paul W.S. Anderson. I'm sorry. He just is, he's just ruining. Uh, I've already said it. <laughs> I've already said it. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, like the that nerd rage and me <laughs> oh, oh you ruined Resident Evil I hate it oh. that's what I feel like right now which is probably not too far off but I mean I, I only say it because I care alright you know I care I care a lot for you know the movie being well received and then, Hey, you know, people that maybe never play the games and be like, Oh man, let me try out this game and, you know, get people in the resident, you know, uh, it just, if these previous movies just give a horrible, bad rep of resident evil and, you know, uh, it's just so many, so many possibilities 
that can come from this movie being good versus being bad, if that makes sense. So, but I digress. Um, all right. So that pretty much covers at least all the news that stood out for me this week. I'll talk about what I've been playing lately. Um, one thing I totally forgot about last week. I just totally slipped my mind. I forgot to put in my nose because I'd be, <laughs> I guess it's kind of not really sad, but it's like, I'd be, I'd be playing them games. I'm sorry. But, um, uh, played, actually played mafia remastered last, last weekend. Well, the, the weekend before last weekend. Um, and man, game was pretty damn good. Um, if you played the original mafia for like PC and I think it got ported, uh, I think I have the Xbox port. It got ported to original Xbox and I think PlayStation as well. Um, highly recommend you play this one. Uh, a lot of great improvements. The graphics are crazy. Um, I say, uh, for sure worthwhile, um, continuation when well, I continuation remake, a uh, faithful remake of the original mafia for sure. Hands down. Um, I like, I played a decent amount of the original mafia, but I never beat it. I remember not beating it, but I, I put a decent amount of uh, time into it. I think I, I got almost to the point of beating it, but I never did. I want to say I rented it. I want to say I rented it and then yeah, just never beat it. Um, but yeah, man, Whew. Uh, and then like going back, seeing some of the comparisons between the remake and, 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 uh, and, uh, the old uh, original version, boy, it's like night and day. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how like, well, you know, the game hasn't aged that well. Of course, that's obviously the fact what the fact of the matter is, but just the comparison, just seeing how like, wow. This is how far we've come from 2001. I'm pretty sure that's when it came out. Um, Jesus. Just, yeah, the graphical fidelity. I, I was playing, uh, I played on Xbox One X. Um, I assume PC is even crazier. But, um, yeah, graphics. Just, uh, it just feels like a modernized retelling of Mafia, which is, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, it's not actually too demanding of your time, which at least these days I'm actually starting to appreciate more now that (laughs) I have less of it essentially. But, um, it's about, it felt like 12 hours at least, maybe 10, 10 to 12 hours. I, it felt like that it took for me to beat it. Um, so not too demanding your time. Um, it is linear, which I kind of liked. I'd rather a game be linear than, you know, like have an open world with a lot of just stuff. I'm not even going to want to care for or care for anyway. So it is linear. So a mission, a mission, but there is technically a free from free from <laughs> free from <laughs> a free from world where, you know, like various, uh, rabies infected, uh, animals, uh, you encounter. No, um, free roaming world where there's a lot of, you know, various things and, you know, public and stuff you can do too. So 
I played on normal mode. I think they there was a classic mode you can do, which is, you know, more um, relative to the original. If you played the original, which uh, I'm, I'm good. Like uh, the classic mode was way more strict. I think um, I think the traffic laws are way stricter, too. So it's not like GTA where you can like literally disobey uh, traffic laws and run red lights and stuff and not get arrested, which you can do in this. But there is I think classic is more accurate or that might be the. That might be just the alternate option outside of the main difficulty, I forgot. But either way, you do have that flexibility of. You know, you want a real straight up sim. 191940 simulator experience you could do that if your heart ever so chooses to do so but um yeah overall thoroughly enjoyed it man uh just if you're in for like a traditional third person shooter with like a i guess god godfather scarface-esque story only watch scarface 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 so i can't really attest to godfather i am I assume it has some inspirations from that. So, um, but either way, a uh, pretty solid game. I do recommend it. Um, I think it's only like 40 bucks when it came out or you can get the, um, the mafia collection, which includes mafia one, two, and three. I haven't played two and three yet. Um, now after playing one and beating one, it definitely encourages you to play two for sure. Uh, they, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they took some liberties in integrating this one more in line with, um, mafia two, at least. And I guess maybe in retrospect three also, but I have yet to find that out. So, but man, yeah, pretty awesome story. I'd say one of the better stories I played this, this year for sure. So again, highly recommend it. Um, and next I played, uh, dabbled a bit into, uh, I think it's called, is it, I think it's called Mario 35 or is it called Mario battle Royale? Either way, it's the, the, the Mario battle Royale game that you can, um, you can download if you have a Nintendo switch online subscription, um, until March, I think the same cutoff as freaking Mario um, Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, but it's pretty fun. Um, it, how do I describe it? It's, it is, I mean, I guess at the surface elevator pitch, it essentially is Mario, but if you make it battle rail, I guess if you just want the quick pitch cut, that, that is essentially what it is. But, uh, I guess the more you dive into it or I guess experience it. It feels like it's more like play the original Mario against other people and hope they fail. Really? I guess it's kind of, kind of what it feels like to me. feels like Mario attrition, I guess. I feel like that might be a, (laughs) I mean, that's obviously not the most appealing title of the game, but I feel like that's more accurate of what the game um, is because it feels more like a battle of attrition in terms of going through the stages and basically just don't die. I feel like 
I don't, I never really, the time didn't necessarily count until I guess towards the end of like the placement when there's only like you and like maybe four, four or five other people, then time becomes more of an issue. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's maybe a factor of, uh, some of the components you can use in the game where basically there's like, you know, I guess kind of like Tetris 99 where you can basically thwart the other people in the game to kind of slow them down or, you know, uh, increase their likelihood of dying. Um, where basically you can like, uh, add more monsters. I think all the monsters you kill, they spawn on their, in their game. Um, you can directly have revenge on a person that's trying to attack you. You can spend your coins to get a power up and stuff like that. But none of it I necessarily wanted or felt I needed to do necessarily. If, if like, a, if I was getting attacked a lot or just, just getting attacked in general, sometimes I would just, you know, attack back the person that was attacking me. But never really seeked out to try to attack people. I guess I was just focusing on a game, trying not to die, which basically if you die, that's it. Obviously you're done. And then you have to start over. Um, it seems like the leveling is random. So there's basically a standard level segment. After you beat that level, you spawn, which I kind of feels like it's a random level. It may not be hard to say, but I would assume it's random just to, kind of add more varied ability to the game and make it more, I guess, engaging and on your feet and not as, I guess, predictable. So I'm going to assume it was random, but at least the matches I was in, it felt fairly consistent. The, I guess, cadence of the maps and whatnot. So overall, you know, I'm not going to too on horn, but you know, got like, second, third place a couple times. I mean, two, two. So, you know, clearly, obviously I'm the best Mario 35 player known to man, you know, not even being in a game like that in life. So, you know, some of us are blessed with it. Some of us are cursed, you know, it's how the cookie crumbles. Just got to get used to it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I may actually play, play again to kind of get, get that number one spot. You know, I think it's after I get place number one, then I'll be like, okay, I'm done. That's probably my, uh, you know, uh, pinnacle, if anything, but overall pretty, pretty fun. Uh, at least the initial experience and it's free if you have a Nintendo switch online. So I say it's worth checking out at the very least. Uh, especially if you're a fan of Mario, of course. Um, Modern Warfare, man. Uh, Double XP was uh, this past weekend. And you know, uh, <laughs> when there's a double, well, actually no, triple threat XP. Not double XP, but triple threat where double everything. Uh, Battle Pass tier XP. Weapon XP. So whenever there's a triple threat, you know, um, I got to connect, you know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what I did. Uh, played (laughs) hardcore this past weekend, 
trying to rank up. I like got to like level 20, I think, uh, playing the whole weekend. Um, and enjoyed, enjoyed it all. It's just something filling about this game with the progression and the challenges that kept me engaged. I don't know. I guess just the, um, decent, um, I don't know, uh, dopamines of, you know, fulfilling, a fulfilling an objective and goal and accomplishing it or whatever. So, um, yeah, I pretty much put a huge dent in pretty much most of the half of my challenges for this season. Um, I've also been sparing, uh, been more, I guess, sparingly about my, um, tickets for, um, the call challenge tickets or trial tickets since I feel like this is going to be last season, but been through some YouTube videos and stuff. It seems like there's gonna maybe be more seasons question mark. So I don't know. I'm trying to be, I'm gonna wait until black ops comes out. See if there's going to be a new season. If that's the case, then I'll maybe just buy that new season again. Cause I was like, I was like, you know, like this is the last season. I'm just probably just gonna cash out on all the money I got. Uh, or, you know, saved or yeah, accrued over all the various seasons that they give you a little bit for each um, season um, that you uh, complete battle pass wise. So now that there might be speculation that there might be a new season with actually some additional content, which is going to be very weird in comparison to Cold War, if that's the case, I guess it could happen, but I don't know. Either way. Um, yeah. So, you know, same old, same old Call of Duty, Modern Warfare is great. Yada, yada. Uh, what I actually been putting some time into this week, though, EDF five game, uh, got me by the hooks. Won't let me go. I'm like, stop EDF, please. No, I just, I, I just want to do other stuff. EDF is like, no, you know what? You ain't going nowhere. You playing right now. That's an order. I guess cause EDF earth, earth defense force. It's an order. Um, but no, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, just the very subtle improvements are really good. Just the little small addition of a sprint for your, uh, Ranger is makes the game like way more enjoyable, engaging where you're not wasting, like literally if you crew it all through the various missions, like hours potentially of hours of, um, you know, trying to pick up armor and weapons to, to hopefully you get a good role and get a upgrade or whatever. But that as well as, um, uh, a unified progression now. So you don't like have that archaic annoying aspect of, um, somewhat like monster hunter in a way where, uh, it's way easier for you to switch classes then to have to like start from scratch if you want to go from one class to a different one, if that makes sense. So I, I'm really appreciative of uh, just some of those minor quality of life stuff like that alone. Just whenever you get armor weapons, sometimes you'll get it for different classes and stuff, which I guess is maybe 
uh, double-edged sword to an extent where, you know, that's more items you can get for yourself, uh, more odd roles you can get for your character, but essentially it's pretty good. It doesn't feel like, I guess, unbalanced or anything like that. Um, but like, I guess in retrospect, after playing pretty much majority of it, I plan on at least trying to beat it tonight, um, is the, um, familiarity with, uh, earth defense force 4.1. It feels like it's very similar from a mission pacing cadence standpoint uh very similar to earth defense force 4.1 with like subtle minor differences like with some new very some more or less deviations off of the same characters where they like look different but essentially are same the same in behavior and stuff um which like in retrospect was a bit disappointing but I mean, it's, it's like, it's like <laughs> when you think about it, it is still like a Musu games where it's essentially what the Musu games have uh, pretty much been doing as well. If, you know, I guess even like sports games to some extent where, you know, minor improvements here and there, but essentially the same thing. But I don't know. I feel like I wish the the game had more evolution, if that makes sense. From 4.1. The improvements they made, I don't feel like were very drastically different, but they were substantial. That makes sense. So I don't know. Overall, I am thoroughly enjoying it though. I mean, <laughs> as, as the negatives aside, I'm I'm still playing it and progressing through the missions. I think I'm on mission 70 ish now. I think there's 110 missions. I want to say the missions vary in length as well. So who knows? Maybe just, um, I, I foresee myself beating it tonight, but we'll see. Um, and of course, among us, the game, <laughs> that game is still fun. It just still amazed at the creativity of that game. Just like, um, how one, I didn't even know about the game and, you know, obviously the, wildfire popularity brought it up to a lot of people's eyes and therefore increased popularity third further. But, uh, yeah, played, uh, few, uh, had a couple good sessions as well. So now, uh, get into what I've been watching. Um, walking dead season finale. Uh, finally the payoff that our balls were blue, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, uh, pandemic, um, we actually got resolution to, um, don't, I guess I don't want to say I don't want to spoil it, but very, very conclusive. I'd say fulfillingly conclusive, uh, for this season. So pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I forgot like now knowing next season is going to be last, even though it's going to be much longer. And I guess more than likely more drawn out, like similar to, um, game of Thrones. Very curious to see what's going to happen now. So, I mean, it's like, I'm already, I'm already been invested now. It's like, why stop now? So, 
Uh, I definitely like the note at least they left on in this season. So, uh, then, you know, of course what AMC loves to do, they shovel in other related stuff. Hey, you like walking dead? Hey, we'll, we'll show, uh, the next walking dead or I forgot what this is called, but I think this is like technically a one-off, a one-off season type deal or something like that. Uh, which is the walking dead, a new world, which, I think canonically takes place years after the walking dead, I guess the original. And I think fear the walking dead is a little bit either behind or like, I think parallel, I think parallel to the original walking dead, but I feel like they caught up considering that crossover episode with Morgan and the walking dead cast. So I don't even fucking know anyone with that. I clearly I haven't kept up with it. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about this one. I'm just lukewarm on it. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean, it's like, okay, walking dead with young kids. That's at least the impression I got from the pilot. But I don't know. It's like, ah, it's not Rick. It's not a Daryl. It's not all the characters I'm been used to for all these years now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I, I don't know. I just don't see myself sacrificing time to watch this. And the um, Fear the Walking Dead either. I still got to catch up on that. And I'm like, uh, I'm not in a rush to watch that really. But if it was walking dead, I'd be like, I watch it immediately. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess essentially the season premiere didn't, didn't wow me that much. It had some interesting twists and turns towards the end. I won't spoil, but, um, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, outside of that, I actually <laughs> got back on the slam dunk train. I've been, uh, I was slipping on it a little bit, but caught up on a couple episodes. What they're still, <laughs> it feels like Dragon Ball in a sense where you're like, you know, next time on slam dunk where it's like, you know, this, this whole basketball competition is spanning like three, four episodes. It's like, can we just finish it already? It's like, I kind of get the the frustration now with, you know, well, at least I guess the most popular is Dragon Ball where, you know, (laughs) takes like five episodes to finish a fight. And then even after that, there's a new contender. And then it's like in this episode of Dragon Ball Z, will this new fighter actually, you know, survive for the next 20 episodes? Yeah. So periodically catching up on it when I want to. So outside of that, pretty much been it for me. Um, yeah. So I think outside of that, that pretty much covers it. This episode of switches sites. Uh, if you do enjoy, enjoy this podcast, uh, feel free to like rate, subscribe good or bad on your, uh, various podcasts and platforms that you're listening to this on. Uh, did I announce this last week? I may have, but either way, just to be sure. 
Uh, we actually now are on Amazon Music as well. So if Amazon Music's your thing, you're like, hey, man, uh, which is size is not on this. I don't like this. Nah, I'm not even going to listen to it. Well, my friend, have no fear. All right. Just for you. We're on Amazon Music. You're welcome. <laughs> to be honest, they uh, they uh, I guess technically approached me about it. And I, you know, pretty easy to switch over, not switch over, but add as an additional platform. So, you know, if that makes you feel any better, I don't know. Who am I trying to prove? Um, you can also catch this podcast recorded live on Twitch TV slash a switch. I also upload the archive archives of this podcast on youtube.com slash a switch as well. If you're the type that likes to listen to YouTube in the background, whatever, or a podcast that, so you have no excuse every platform possible. What are you waiting for? It's easy. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to emulate the, uh, <laughs> trying to emulate the, uh, Everest commercial with the one dude, <laughs> you're sitting at home on your couch doing nothing. Get up and do something. <laughs> that same energy. Um, what else? Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, feel free to submit them at aswitchtv at gmail.com. If I have enough, who knows? Out of the blue may have and pop up uh, email segment. You never know. You know, it's like a mystery Pokemon. You throw the ball, you hope it's going to get caught. Then on the third one, it may pop out. You never know. That might be, might be the email portion. You're like, oh shit, email. Oh my God. That's that's just what I fantasize. I don't know. It's what I fantasize, I guess. You know, hey, let people dream. Um. Oh yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at a switch, where I do tweet about games. And you may, I am sorry in advance. You may see a booty. You may see some boobs. I apologize, but I mean, I'm only a man. Okay. A single man. Let's, 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 let's let that be clear. Okay. Cause I know some of y'all is like, Hey, if you, uh, if you accounted for and you, uh, liking boobs and booties on, on platforms, what type of man are you, you know? Hey, and I'm not judging anybody. Hey, maybe, maybe, you know, in your relationship, that's fine. Some women, I'd say maybe arguably most don't like it and like, Hey, you're supposed to be like my pictures. <laughs> I guess that's the horrible thing too. You're liking like all these various other girls, except your girlfriend's pictures. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to incite any drama. Okay. That's not my, it's not my place. It's not my place. I'm sorry. In advance. Sorry, John. Sorry. Sorry, Dale. Didn't mean to, didn't mean to out you in front of your wife. All right. My apologies. I apologize. Um, is that it? I think that covers it all for this week. 
so uh you know of course guys be safe uh this pandemic is not going um also vote i did actually vote i got uh at least in california i got my ballot uh pre my mail-in ballot um filled it out pretty much immediately and ship that bad boy with the quickness because uh this election is uh i mean it's like i i guess you could argue the whole thing about voting but this election i mean i feel like it's like i'm not i'm not trying to be as neutral as i can but you you really have no choice i guess (laughs) not in the negative sense but in the in the sense of if I don't vote, basically. So I think uh, definitely vote. This is my first year voting, admittedly. Um, just a lot of various complications uh, in terms of registration beforehand. But now I have no excuse. I registered and I voted. I got my confirmation that uh, they received, post office received my ballot. So I let my vote be, <laughs> let my voice be heard you should let yours be too if you want to uh try and put america in some redeemable state i don't know just like uh these debates just everything's in shambles it's all horrible but either way till next time guys uh don't cough don't touch people that don't want to be touched get your game on oh yeah Nobody's safe.